Welcome to the Resilient Life Hacks podcast with host Elizabeth Myers, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Facebook. Tune in weekly to learn how to have a winning life by building a strong spirit, soul, and body. The Resilient Life Hacks podcast is distributed using Anchor. If you haven't heard about it, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, and welcome once again to the Resilient Life Hacks podcast, where we talk about how to build a stronger spirit, soul, and body so that you can win at life and do what you were made to do. I'm your host, Elizabeth Myers, and we're so excited to have you join us here today. Uh, we'd really appreciate it if you'd subscribe on um, iTunes. There's, we're also broadcasting to a YouTube channel and um, our Facebook at uh, Resilient Life Hacks on the Facebook page. So any of those places, please subscribe and drop us a review. I am so excited today to have with me today, Amma Bruce. She's an author, just recently published her book on self-care, which is so needed, uh, especially for women. And especially this year, it's just so timely. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just really excited about the things that she has to share with us today. And real quick, before we jump into um, speaking with her about that, I wanted to let you know of a special opportunity that's available this week. And I, this is one of those God things I totally did not plan. There was no way I could have planned it, but it just so happens that um, this week we are launching the open registration for the women's Christian Women's Self-Care Conference uh, for 2020, which is going to be starting the second week of November, but registrations are open now and it's free. Um, we have like over 50 speakers who will be delivering um, topics on um, physical, self-care, mental, emotional, spiritual, all the things. And there's really just a lot of great content there and a lot of free downloads and extra bonuses. So if you're interested in signing up for that ahead of time, it's free right now. And the uh, URL that you can go to to sign up for that is tinyurl.com. That's T-I-N-Y-U-R-L.com slash self-care with Liz. L-I-Z. So you can go there and that'll send you to a page where you can get signed up and uh, you can listen to all those those broadcasts in a couple of weeks. Um, it'll be a, a real big blessing. So uh, without any further ado, we're going to jump in and uh, have our guest here today, Ama, as I told you, she's newly published author and really helps women overcome that superwoman syndrome, try to get it all done to help us through yeah burnout to help us learn to take care of ourselves. So welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. I'm super excited. Yes. Yes. So tell us um, a little bit about how you got into this topic of self-care. How did that come about that that's your thing? Oh, okay. So I'm coming from a human resource background um, and working in the corporate world. Um, I always went through cycles of stress and burnout and I thought it was coming from the corporate world. So um, I quit my job. I, I told myself I can't do it also because I'm a mom of twins and I have a daughter. So it's hard. It was hard combining the corporate world with my kids, you know, and mm -hmm. trying to keep on top of everything else. Also being a minister's wife 
you know, so it was so hard. So yeah. eventually I was like, one thing has to go. And of course I couldn't get rid of my kids and yeah. I couldn't get rid of my, <laughs> of my family. So right. initially I was like, yeah, I'm just going to leave the corporate world, take a break and see if that helps. Mm-hmm. So I did take a break. Um, and it helped for a little bit, but I started my first business, which was a daycare business. Mm-hmm. And then I started going through the same cycles of stress and burnout. Mm-hmm. So that is when I realized that, Ooh, this wasn't really about the corporate world, but it must be something that I am doing wrong, or maybe it's a little mistake I'm making somewhere. So that's when I started digging mm-hmm. and researching. And I realized that I was, I wasn't happy because, you know, I wasn't taking care of myself and I was stressed out and I was always tired and I was complaining a lot and I was yelling at, at everybody mm-hmm. a lot. And I was doing so many things that went over really who I am just yeah. because I was just plain overwhelmed. Um, So then I got my own aha moment and I got my own, um, you know, I got my own, I started my own wellness journey and I realized Mm -hmm. that women need this because a lot of us Christian women have not been Nobody has told us anything about self-care and taking care of ourselves and the importance of, you know, de-stressing and stress management and all that. So I thought that I want to be a catalyst for that. Mm -hmm. And so I went back to school to learn to become a coach. Um, You know, again, I said I have a human resource background. So I have a first degree in psychology Mm -hmm. and I have a a master's in organizational leadership and human resource management. But I thought that I wanted to go back to school to learn to become a coach so that I can start coaching other women mm-hmm. um so that's just a little bit about how I've, i started and i came into this um this industry yeah that's neat. that's quite a journey uh, i'm like yeah. just you could just stop at the twins alone and that could be <laughs> overwhelmed i always really wanted to have twins and um you know god didn't choose to bless us in that way i think maybe he knew it would have sent me over the edge but our last two are only 15 months apart and i'm like you know what that's close enough we're gonna yeah. just yeah those twins um, yep. But something you really said uh, struck me about, you know, especially as Christian women in the church, we're often not told how to take care of ourselves. And the thing that is always kind of, I mean, it's good, but it's tripped me up is the joy acronym of Jesus first and then others and then you. Yeah. Uh, but always yeah. putting myself last uh, led me to a bad place. So can you just speak to that a little? It's so funny you mentioned that because that's one of the things that I do with my clients. Um, I coach um, high achieving women of faith. So, you know, one thing I've come to realize and it cuts across that almost every woman that I have spoken to or that I have worked with or that has even reached out to me has had the same issue where we were all brought up to put God first, put our family and our ministry and everything in the middle and then put ourselves last. And that's the same, the same thing I went through. I was putting myself last in everything because I was trying to be that virtuous woman. And for me, the picture of the virtuous woman that was were given to me was a woman who was given it to everybody else by herself. So that's why she was a philanthropist. She was, um, she was doing stuff for her kids, her husband, um, the community, you know, she was a business woman. So she seemed to have it all together. But one thing, you know, verse 22 of Proverbs 31 said she took time to take care of her needs by making her own clothes and making her, her own bedding. And bedding is very important because if you live in a place where it is cold, you need Mm -hmm. your bedding to keep you warm, you know? So for me, when the day I got that revelation reading the Bible, I was like, whoa, 
I am making a very big mistake because yes, like you said, the joy, I'm busy trying to do live up to this joy acronym and, you know, trying to put Jesus first, put everybody next and the me last and mm-hmm. trying to be this virtuous woman that in reality, the Bible says it plainly there that she took time off to take care of her needs. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't say that somebody made her clothes, but she made her own clothes. So mm-hmm. she took time off to clothe her, herself. So in the same way, I should be focusing a little bit on myself. Yeah. So for me, I, for me, I would say that, you know, I have come to develop two, two different types of priorities. The joy acronym has to do with my, my, my principles, the principle mm-hmm. that I live with. Yeah, and that affects, you know, how the decisions I make and all that. But when it comes to self-care, I have developed my own self-care priorities where mm-hmm. I've come to realize that when it comes to self-care, I have to flip it the other way where I'm Mm. putting myself first because I need to be strong so that I can Mm -hmm. be there for my family and for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So I do agree with you and it cuts across a lot of us women, Mm -hmm. you know, have a challenge with that. And a lot of the women that I work with, we usually have to do a lot of mindset shifts, you Mm -hmm. know, to get them to realize that I'm not trying to get them to be selfish and I'm not trying to tell them not to love God, but all those things are your core values, you know, your Mm -hmm. core values. But when it comes to self-care and taking care of yourself, you come first above everybody else. Hmm. I love yeah. that. You know, I've never pulled that out of the Proverbs 31 woman. You know, I mean, there's been times in yeah. my life where I've really not liked her a lot. <laughs> you set the bar too high. But, uh, you know, I never thought of it that way. I'm like, oh, I'm not even making my own clothes. I'm not. But um, that's great. And and I, you're so right. You know, we have the, the example of if you're on an airplane and the cabin depressurizes, yeah. you have to put your own mask on. Yep. Because otherwise you'll pass out. And and um, I, I think we just, like you mentioned, it just feels selfish sometimes. How do you encourage women to let go of that <laughs> I'm feeling selfish, that me first kind of mentality? Um, how, do, how do you help them get around that in their mindset? So for me, we do, a, we look at, you know, in every situation, you look at the pros and the cons. And we usually do a tall list. And we I make my my clients realize we do it we, we go over it over and over again and we come to realize that they are in the position that they are in feeling overwhelmed and stressed and burnt out because they have the mindset of not taking care of themselves and putting themselves first so usually we try to do the pros and cons so what if you start putting yourself first how is life going to start looking like for you? And usually by the time we are able to do that mind roadmap for them to see what a difference it will make when they are able to, you know, start taking care of themselves and putting themselves first, I don't even have to force them or I don't even have to say anything. They come to realize that they actually need mm-hmm. to make a change. You know, yeah. it's a mo- it's more of like insights. They get the insights to realize that they have been doing something wrong and they need to make that change. And making mm-hmm. that change is what is going to give them the life that they are looking for. And usually mm-hmm. when they get the insights, then that's it. You know, I'm able yeah. to encourage them and motivate them to make the changes that they need to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So I mean, like when all my kids were younger, you know, I mean, I didn't even go to the bathroom sometimes for several hours or if I did, I wasn't alone. So, I mean, for me, like self-care were just very baby steps of just, you know what, mommy needs to go and that's okay. Um, but what kinds of things do you encourage women to do to take care of themselves? Do you break it down into categories or? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, usually, and that's also, I think that's also one reason why a lot of us women have a negative perception about self-care because when we, when we hear self-care, the first thing that comes to mind is spending a lot of money and, you know, sp- buying expensive stuff for yourself and 
paying for a luxurious vacation or going to a luxurious spa and doing luxurious stuff. So a lot of us think that is what self-care is. But for me, the self-care that I do with my clients has nothing to do with money. You can still do it and has nothing to do with money. And we break self-care into five areas of life. So definitely spiritual life. We're Christians here. So, you know, it's nurturing your spirit. What do you do to nurture your spirit? You know, you know, do you listen to worship music? Do you pray? Do you study a scripture? You know, do you do all these things? And a lot of us Christian women are usually really good at that because mm -hmm. we're so busy trying to be spiritual. So that's one of the areas. And then the second area of self-care is mental self-care. Um, this has to do with growing your mind, you know, learning something new because the mind mm -hmm. hates to be left dormant. So if you're not doing anything to stimulate your mind and grow your mind, you're going to feel like you're out of sync, like something is mm -hmm. wrong somewhere. So that has to do with, you know, even if it means signing up for a workshop, you were talking about that workshop, you know, a mm -hmm. workshop or even a webinar or, um, something just any topic of interest to you you want to do mm -hmm. it and then also it has to do with calming your mind so what do you do at the end of the day to calm your mind to relax you know to get your mind to to just go back to being silent and quiet mm -hmm. so you can actually even go to go bed to and have a good sleep exactly yeah. so usually it could just be doing some really deep breaths it could be meditating on the word of god i love christian meditation you know when it's the word of god and it's you just mm -hmm. you know breathe it in breathe it out and then it really helps you know it could be anything mm -hmm. it could be worship music it could be your evening routine prayers you know if that's what calms your mind then that's fine mm -hmm. And then we have emotional self-care. That has to do with how we deal with our emotions. And a lot of us Christian women, it's a taboo for us when we talk about emotions because a lot of us, maybe we were brought up to think that talking about your emotions makes you not carnal or too emotional. But we really need to deal with our emotions because sometimes, you know, emotions like um, anxiety, depression, um, anger, sadness, even happiness <laughs> can sometimes become a negative <laughs> Because yeah. if you, yeah, if you don't deal with your happiness properly. So mm -hmm. all these emotions need to be channeled properly in the sense of, you know, the scripture says you cast all your cares and your burdens onto God. And then, you know, he's going to give you that peace of mind. So yes, after we've prayed about it, sometimes you need to talk to somebody. You need to go to a, sometimes you have to even go to a professional if it's too much for you. So if it means getting a coach, getting a therapist, a psychologist, or even your pastor, some pastors are very good at gifted with counseling. Mm -hmm. But you need to make sure that you're talking to somebody who is not going to lead you to do the wrong thing or, you know, going to fool that emotion, but would rather allow you to deal with it objectively, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, the emotions have to do with our soul. You know, mm -hmm. so our mental and emotional self-care has to do with our soul. So mm -hmm. we need to nurture, take care of our soul, not only just the spirit. And then we have physical self-care and that mm -hmm. has to do with our body. So that has to do with what are we eating? What are we drinking? Um, how are we dealing with ourselves? Um, are we healthy? Are you going for checkups? Are you, and usually when we mention physical self-care, there's a lot of misconception because people think it's going on a diet and losing weight, but that's not what it's about. It's about you being healthy. Cause I know people who are very skinny and are not healthy, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's more about living a healthy lifestyle. Right. Um, and then we have um, social self-care has to do with our, um, our inner circle. Mm -hmm. Because one thing is that, you know, our relationships, um, a lot of our relationships are chosen for us. You're born into your family. So you can't mm -hmm. choose your family. You know, you can't choose who your mom will be, who your dad will be, who your uncles and sisters will be. Because God gave you were born into that family right. for a purpose. Even at work, you know, we can't choose 
who our colleagues are. We can't decide that we want to work with this person or that person. Uh, even at church, you know, we mm -hmm. can't choose who the church members are or who we have to minister <laughs> with. People show up when they want to. But the one kind of relationship that we have the power over is our own personal relationships mm -hmm. and our inner circle. And even that has to do with who you date, who you mm -hmm. marry, um, who your friends are. So who are the people in your inner circle? And a lot of us women have make a lot of big mistakes um, with that. Because, you know, last weekend I was talking to the ladies in my group coaching and we're talking about these areas of self-care and I realized a lot of us women have a problem with social stuff because we always end up trying so hard to be accepted by the wrong mm -hmm. people yeah. but we want to make sure that who we're choosing as our inner circle and who we're choosing to 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 hang out with and to speak into our lives should be positive people. They should be the people who are positive, have positive things to say. They, mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that they should be fake because if they're fake and they're not telling you what is wrong about you, then that's wrong. But they should be able to correct you in love you know, mm -hmm. correct you in love, work with you, be happy to, you know, work with you to become a better you and speak positive things. Because sometimes, you know, after we've gone to work and we've had stressful interactions with our bosses and all that, there should be that one person that you can call on the phone to even have a five minute conversation with. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, you are so relaxed. And it's like, they just had one sentence to say to me that just, you know, took away all that pressure and all mm -hmm. that stress that I had, mm -hmm. you know? So these are all the areas of self-care that I do with my clients. So it's more of like a holistic approach. Right. And, you know, you can engage in all these things without even spending a dime. Mm -hmm. And yeah, for everybody, so yeah, and for everybody, it's different, you know? So your personality plays, your, um, who you are, what your upbringing in, um, comes in. Cause you know, what could be a, what could be a form of self-care for somebody could be a stressor for somebody. Mm -hmm. So usually yeah. with my clients, what we do is that we go through this and we try to figure out in each area of self-care, what, what are you going to put there? So you create a plan for yourself and then we start mm -hmm. to implement it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So these are all the areas of self-care that I do with my clients. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. are great. And I, you know, even like with the spiritual one, you know, that's an obvious place where we need to start. Um, but I know in the past too, I've even put that in a, like on a to-do list, like this yeah. is another thing that I have to do and I need to do it well. Or whereas, you know, now my perspective is shifted on that. It's, it's more like, like if I don't brush my teeth, I, I don't feel good. I haven't, yeah. and it, not that I don't want to compare like prayer with brushing my teeth, but <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's not a thing on my to-do list. I'm like, this is a thing I need to do that fills me, yeah. that satisfies yeah. me in ways that nothing else can. And I recognize when it's missing, Yeah, you know, I miss that. Um, but if we put it as that thing on our to-do list of, oh, did I read my Bible today? Then it yeah. just becomes another burden. So yeah. I think it's all in how we, we look at that. And I know for me, as like a perfectionist, I tend to put these things on God that he doesn't really feel about me of, oh, I've messed up again, or I've, oh, I didn't yeah. get this right, or I fell asleep while I was praying. You know, when he just wants to have a relationship. With exactly. Us. He just wants us to show up. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. And I'm so happy you mentioned that because, you know, a lot of us were brought up in the sense that yeah, you have, when you wake up in the morning, you have to, it's like religion. Mm -hmm. But like you said, I have also come to realize that it has to be my, it has to be part of me. You know, mm -hmm. so I make time for prayers, but when sometimes I'm not able to maybe pray for so long, because usually maybe you want to pray for an hour or two straight up. Mm -hmm. How about you take this with you? So while you're driving in the car, how about you have some good worship music or some good prayer going on in the car and you're also praying along with it? Mm -hmm. Or even when you're doing your, your chores or you're cleaning, you yeah. know, 
worship God while she's yeah. doing it. And for me, that's what has worked for me. Cause being a mm-hmm. twin mom, it's, it can be, it can get crazy sometimes. Oh yeah. You know, but when you don't see, like you said, like a chore, like something you need to like one other thing you need to do, you rather see mm-hmm. that it's something that's fooling you, mm-hmm. you know, then it becomes part of you. So you create the atmosphere around you mm-hmm. wherever you are. So for me in my car, I always have the worship going on. You know, mm-hmm. when I'm working, if I'm not on a zoom call or, on a webinar or a podcast and I'm filming something, I always have the music playing. It's playing mm-hmm. in the background whilst I'm working. And it's funny because when it's playing, when that preaching or that word of God is praying, sometimes it's just a simple worship song that's, you know, that's playing mm-hmm. in the background. I end up, I'm like praying whilst I'm doing my work, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. So it becomes all part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. It, make, it maybe makes life better, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you help women like work out these things, do you go through them, you know, systematically like one thing at a time or do you like uh, ask them where they need help? You know, do you start where they need help most or how does that work? So, you know, um, I, I use the self-care wheel. I adopted that from the um, the wheel of life. It's a mm-hmm. coaching tool that um, I'm, I was thought when I was learning coaching, I mean, when I was in coaching school. So we, we, I have the wheel of, I mean, the self-care wheel, which has all these five areas. And in the beginning, we, we do it together where the client on a scale of one to 10 will assess herself, you know, where do, or how satisfied are you with this area of self-care? And usually that gives a better perspective of, you know, where they are at in relation mm-hmm. to self-care. And then the client can then decide where they think they are lacking so much. So we can put a little bit more focus on it. But mm-hmm. honestly, I don't do one without the other because I believe it's a holistic approach. Yeah. Um, so what we do is that we create a system where, you decide at least start with one activity in each area of self-care. And then we then look at the client's schedule and we look at the loopholes. Cause I also do the drains and fillers system where, you know, everything that you do as a woman either drains you or fills you up of mm-hmm. energy. You know, a lot of people use energy, but now I'm even get, I don't like using the word energy anymore because that could mean different things to different yeah. people these mm-hmm. days, but you know, you're losing some form of strength. Let me use the word strength. You're losing some mm-hmm. form of strength. So, you know, um, you need to make sure that you are scheduling enough fillers on your schedule to make up for the the energy and the strength that you're losing Mm -hmm. whilst you're going about your everyday activities. So usually these fillers are the the different activities of self-care that you have agreed to do or you have Mm -hmm. identified as your fillers. So we fit them in the schedule where at least, you know, I say, let's look at even just seven days a week, choose five days and just try to fit one activity in each area Mm -hmm. of self-care on each day and start with just the baby steps. Even if you start with five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the afternoon, five minutes in the evening, that's 15 minutes of Mm self-care. And so whilst the client keeps starts to do it and they get in the groove, then we start to build on it and make it bigger. So at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, even though you think that you're lacking in one area, you want to focus on just that one area, we are able to actually get in all these different types of self-care without you even realizing it, you know, Mm -hmm. because we start little and then we grow it. Mm -hmm. I've always thought of it as kind of a, a bank account where you make deposits and you have withdrawals and yep. when we start making more withdrawals than deposits, th- yep. bad things start happening. Ooh, that's a very good analogy. Yeah. Then you get an overdraft. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've been there. Guilty. I've done that. And that's kind of what has led to my area of ministry, too, is because I'm like, wait a minute. I can't mm-hmm. I can't keep going on that way. But um, so you have a, a course uh, for overcoming the superwoman syndrome. You want to tell yes. us some more about that and how that works? 
So that's a group coaching program. Um, I usually don't like big size groups. So usually the maximum, I like to do like five women because we want to have that intimacy so I can, you know, focus mm -hmm. on your issues. So it's six weeks together where we're going through the whole system. We start with looking at what superwoman syndrome is, what the consequences are, um, which is usually burnout. We do our burnout symptom check, see where we are at in relation to burnout. Then we do four major things. I believe those are the four major keys to getting over the superwoman syndrome and attaining balance in life. So we do self-care, which is we've been talking a lot about, where you're able to create your own self-care strategy based on everything we've spoken about already. And then we do boundary setting. We talk about how you can set boundaries, how you can say no, you know, batter, batter training. We talk about different strategies and certain boundaries. And then we talk about delegation. How can you delegate some of your responsibilities um, so that you can, you know, let go of some of the overwhelm, you right. know? So we go through that and we look at different strategies. And as we are doing this every week, we are meeting once a month. I mean, once a week, sorry, mm -hmm. for one hour. And then you're able to create a strategy based on everything that we share together. And then we also talk about self-esteem because at the end of the day, self-value and self-esteem is very important in this mm -hmm. area of life because the things that we value as women, we take good care of it. That's yeah. why we wake up and we're cleaning our homes and we are polishing our new shoes and our bags mm -hmm. and we're trying to make all these things look good because we've spent money on them and we value them. But we are more valuable than all these things. So we, the last thing we do is self-esteem mm -hmm. where we are trying to get ourselves, develop balanced self-esteem. So it's not just about thinking you're on top of the world, but it's realizing that you're not a perfect woman, but mm -hmm. God also gave you skills, abilities, talents, um, capabilities. And even though you have some imperfections, you can actually focus on these strengths for success and try to work mm -hmm. on the things that you can work on. And the things that you can't work on, you just leave it to God, you know, <laughs> and realize that God is going to take control of it. If he wants to change them, he's going to change them. Mm -hmm. But if they never change you learn to live with them yeah so that's the so i call that the balanced self-esteem so you're not only mm -hmm. looking at the positives but you're looking at your life in a more balanced way and mm -hmm. viewing yourself in a more balanced way so these are four major areas that we work on in my group program and at the end of the whole thing um usually i would have a quick 30 minute session with you to go over your whole strategy plan and what you've decided you want to do um mm -hmm. you know moving forward and it's funny because a lot of people start with a group program and after they've developed the strategy they realize that there's a lot to implement and they can't do it all by themselves so they end up coming mm -hmm. to work with me one-on-one -on -one okay. <laughs> to help with the implementation because yeah. you know it's one thing developing a strategy for yourself which you can do with a group program but it's another thing actually having a coach in your life to help you to mm -hmm. attain all these things and make these changes in your life. Because when mm -hmm. you have a coach in your life, then your coach can work with you one-on-one, -on -one, focus yeah. on you, you know, push you forward, move you forward, you know, mm -hmm. to achieving all these things. Yeah. yeah. So that's a little mm -hmm. bit about the Overcome Superwoman Syndrome program. Mm -hmm. um, I My October batch started, I think we're, this week is going to be our fourth session. Okay. And the next, the next group is going to start in November. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, neat. So uh, people can get to that on your website. Do you have a link for that? So um, usually I, I just have people send me a message, you know, send me an email or a message, go to empoweredforbalance.com slash contact. There's a form okay. over there where you can just fill your name, your email address and send me a quick message 
um, mm-hmm. and so you're interested. Or you can also reach me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's empowered for balance, all one word. Just mm-hmm. send me a DM. Just you can just write I'm interested or just okay. I want balance. Don't you don't need to write a whole email. <laughs> Here's <laughs> my know? life story. Yeah. <laughs> no. We, okay. What happens is that we you send me a message, I reach out to you, and then you can book a, a free session with me, a free discovery session, and we can talk some more to see what what's a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes a group might not even be a good fit for you. Another program may be a good fit for you. So we mm-hmm. look at that and figure out which which program or what which of my offerings is going to be a good fit for yeah. you. Oh, yeah. that sounds like that would be a, a blessing to a lot of women out there. So I'll I'll put that link down in the show notes. Um I'm curious, you know, this year has been rough on a lot of people in a lot of ways and that you know, I feel like we get picked up from one wave and then something else kind of hits us. And uh, so how have you seen that play out with the women that you coach? You know, what kind of different things have you seen this year or or seen more of? Um, how how is that impacting our burnout? So one thing I'm realizing is that a lot of the women that I'm coaching this year um, were burnt out when they came to my program because of their viewpoint of everything that's going on. Because yes, we are going through a pandemic. It's bad. It's not easy, you know. Right. But you can actually make the most out of what's going on by viewing it from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing I'm realizing is that a lot of people are burnt out and stressed out. And I'm, I have people. I remember one of the women joined, and she's like, "Well, I'm lonely. I'm I'm in the room. I don't have kids, and I'm lonely." And I'm like, "So the first question I asked there was that if nobody's reaching out to you, are you reaching out to people? <laughs> you know?" Yeah. And then she was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah." Yeah. You know, so I think it's a matter of how we view what's going on. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. You know, we have, some of us have to, people have to homeschool their kids for their first time whilst trying to work from home. So it's a lot of overwhelm. Mm-hmm. But if we're able to see, look at it in the positive, in the sense of trying to find the, the, you know, the light in everything that's going on and try to figure out how we can live with it so mm-hmm. that we don't feel too overwhelmed and we're not constantly obsessing about the fact that it's not right I believe as a coach that we can actually make the most out of what's going Mm -hmm. on you know yeah yeah so that's what I am seeing yeah that a lot of people are people are really overwhelmed I was Mm -hmm. in the beginning I I was beginning to get overwhelmed and I was like well I need to start focusing on the positives of this Mm -hmm. you know and that's why I was like okay I'm just gonna finish up my 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 coach training program and I wrote this book during the pandemic it, so this is yeah. not even a book I had even thought about writing oh, I actually really? started yeah I wrote it I was like well I'm just sitting at home I'm just gonna okay. you know focus on this and channel my energy into this there you go and, you know so I think that it's a matter of and that's what coaches are there for you know we mm-hmm. are there to help people see the positives and situations and figure out a way around the obstacles because I believe that COVID-19 is an obstacle mm-hmm. and so we have to try to figure out how can we go around this obstacle and still make life you know, seem livable, even mm-hmm. though it's not the perfect situation that we wanted, right. but we can actually live, a, you know, go around it, you know, mm-hmm. go around this barrier and this obstacle and mm-hmm. make the most out of the situation. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. One thing I say a lot is we can't control what happens to us, but we can control mm-hmm. how we respond to it. And exactly. I think that goes back to the mindset that you were talking. That's actually what I'm speaking about. In fact, the, really, the, the women's self-care uh, th- uh, conference is mindset. And, um, you know, how we can shed lies that we believe in and embrace our truth in Christ and how that really just radically shifts the way we view everything and and makes us more resilient. Um, So um, on your book, um, I love love the cover, by the way, too. It's very 
pretty and yeah. eye-catching. But it, so does that kind of cover the similar topic that you do in your coaching or is this a different um, kind of avenue, different way of looking at self-care? So this is all about self-care, everything self-care. And I wrote this book because I, I realized that a lot of the women that I was talking to about, even even people that would see my posts on, in, um, on, the, on, the, on the internet or on social media thought, I was talking about superficial self-care. So that's when I realized that there's a lot of misconception out there yeah. about what self-care is. So this is just a book about self-care. And I wrote it for the busy Christian woman or the busy woman of faith mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you remember I mentioned five areas of self-care and the mm -hmm. only form of spirituality I can write about is my faith. Right. You know, so then I'm, it's just to make people realize that, hey, there are going to be Christian principles in the mm -hmm. book about self-care so it talks mm -hmm. about what self-care is why self-care is important there are some you know brain there's brain signs in it there's oh, yeah. research in it about the importance of self-care and how um stress affects our productivity mm -hmm. and our our success in life mm -hmm. and then it also talks about the five areas of self-care which is the balanced self-care method it talks about the drains and fillers self-care and then it talks it also walks you through doing the commitment you know making the commitment mm -hmm. to actually start living a more holistic life mm -hmm. um, and then also it talks about the barriers of self-care which has to do with changing our self-value mindset changing mm -hmm. our mindset about what self-care is and realizing that self-care is not a luxury but it is a necessity. Oh, yeah. And then it also talks about boundary sets and how you can set boundaries. And mm -hmm. it is a general style workbook, you know? So after mm -hmm. every, I don't know if you can see it, but after every mm -hmm. chapter, there are general activities that mm -hmm. um, you can do yeah. um, that walks you through the whole thing. So it's not just a theoretical book, but it's more of like a practical book. So it's like a workbook. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you're actually going through the whole process of developing your own self-care strategy and, you know, developing strategies to overcome all the barriers of self-care and, you know, making the commitment and all that. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's what it is about. And I like the paperback version yeah. because you can actually write in it. Yeah. When you get when you get the ebook, you'd have to get a notebook to do the journal activities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I feel like if you don't do the journal activities, you're not going to get the best um, benefit mm -hmm. from the book. Yeah. Yeah. I've I'm a pen and paper girl anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried. To, I know the ebook thing is more efficient. And, I mean, we move a lot, but you can see my bookcase yeah. back here. Mm -hmm. and that's only part of it. But yeah, I, I prefer the the paperback books anyway. But that's great that it's, you know, you can really own it, own the material that way. And, and people can really make it theirs and um, yeah. really they, this is what I learned from this chapter and how to apply it. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Really, and we are really my team and I are working on my self-care planner. So there's actually a planner that's going to go with the book. Oh, neat. Yeah. And it's going to be a paper planner as in a real mm -hmm. book planner at one year, but it's undated. So anybody can start it at any point in the year and mm -hmm. it's focused on self-care. So after you've read the book, um, it's for long-term implementation. You know, mm, so you after go. you develop your strategy, how about you start doing this every day and every mm -hmm. week and working on it and scheduling your self-care on your schedule and all that. So it's going to be a very f efficient yeah. tool. Yeah. Yeah. That accountability is is really. Yeah. Good. And I, you know, as I think, too, I think for some women, part of where we get tripped up on this is sometimes, you know, we don't feel worth it. Like it, there's that aspect of I feel selfish, but then I think too there's women who struggle with their own self worth. You know, maybe yeah. because of past experiences or relationship or things, maybe where they weren't valued as much as they should have been, and so they've taken that on themselves of I, I don't deserve this. Yeah. And so cutting through those barriers too, and just I think it's so important to see ourselves as Christ sees us and to yep. believe that that's true yep. and not yep. what that other person said. Yep. 
Yep. Yep. That's very mm-hmm. true. And that's why I do a lot of self-value and self-esteem mindset stuff, because that's a big challenge for a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Um, is there anything else that you want to share, like closing remarks or something that um, we haven't mentioned yet? Um, I, all I want to say is that, you know, the truly empowered woman has balance in her life. So as Christian women, I know a lot of women are fighting for women empowerment and all that. But the thing is, the, the most important empowerment you can give yourself is taking care of yourself, because that's what gives you the strength and the ability to make the right decisions and set the right goals um, and achieve those goals, you know. So Mm -hmm. as women, we need to take care of ourselves and not neglect ourselves because we are our greatest assets. Because if you have everything in the world, you have the best house, the best car, the best shoes, the best everything, and you are not well inside, (laughs) not even just physically, but even if you're not well mentally, emotionally, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to affect everything because you can't really enjoy everything you've worked for. So as we are trying so hard and fighting for empowerment and trying to achieve our goals and everything, let's not neglect ourselves. Yeah, yeah. That, that is a great word for us. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing. I So much of what you said just really resonated with me and I'm like, yay, yes, this is what, <laughs> this is exactly what we need to hear. So thank you for, yeah. for joining us today. And um, Amma's book, Self Care, is available at Amazon and Barnes and Noble and everywhere online, right? No, for now it's in Amazon. We're trying to get it into oh, Amazon. Barnes and Nobles, but for now okay. it's Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's, I'm sorry, I forgot. What's the subtitle? Self Care? Um, make, for the busy Christian woman, make time for self care and feel alive again. Yes. I love that. <laughs> so, yes, you can go get that at Amazon. She uh, just launched it this past month. So, congratulations. That is Thank awesome. Thank you. <laughs> and um, we're going to go ahead and wrap up here for today. Thank you so much for joining us today and for listening to these great tips and techniques. I pray that you will take some of that with you and uh, apply at least one thing or even reach out and connect to her so that you can get some more coaching and help on this or, or read the book. But, um, Thank you again for joining us. And if you haven't had a chance already, please hop over to iTunes, give us an honest rating. That really helps us get this message of hope and healing out to those hurting souls in the world that need to hear that. And so we appreciate your partnership in that. Thank you so much. And I will see you again next week. You have been listening to Resilient Life Hacks with host Elizabeth Myers. If you like the show and want to know more, check out elizabethmyers.me forward slash RLH podcast. If you're interested in being a guest on a future episode, just fill out the form on that webpage so we can connect. Your honest review on iTunes is a tremendous help to sharing this message of hope with more hurting souls. Don't forget to join us next week when we talk about more hacks for resilient life. Until next time, stand strong. Hold on to hope and love others like Jesus does.